Thanks for turning us on. This is Pink Noise Posse, episode four of season two, and I am very Sherry. I'm starting to get a flavor for this second season. I had a game plan for how to outline each conversation, but instead, I've had more fun practicing to be in flow and see where the aliveness is. And what has emerged are practitioner stories from each posse member that I'm doing my best to frame into a 20-minute box, even though every recording is twice as long. (laughs) In this episode, I'm talking to Rose, the Courage Muse, who is exposing the critical nature of desire and how in her work, she sees a pattern of individuals needing a permission slip to go after more of what they want. She tells me how she creates more peace, ease, and joy in her life and why her empowerment work means so much to her. Let's dive in. I want to know how you show up for others. And what's that, what's that like for you to be a part of someone else's transformational journey? It's fun. It's exciting. (laughs) It's super exciting. I love being a part of people's transformational journeys. Like, God, especially when people are willing to go there and like you say something and you're like, just going to say this. I think this is what might be happening. And then they just burst into tears and like, oh my god and you could see the conditioning falling away and they're like oh it's so true i didn't realize thank you it's just amazing that's so amazing shit to be a part of um i guess at the root of a lot of my work is just empowerment and so being able to see i mean you and i have talked about this in the context of authentic relating right the implicit that's underneath is so hard sometimes to see for yourself when you know you're the one i'm the one in the middle of it i'm the one trying to figure out what's under there what's under the hood okay i've done all the basic bitch transformation and now the strategies that my subconscious has for like hiding and protecting these things that are very deeply ingrained or also have been really really good survival strategies for me um, are more and more sophisticated and that's when i think you know the self-help books and like light level work is not enough you know you really no there's no way to get outside of yourself completely and having another person is just like gold you know it's like of course when you help another person and you're like your problems are so obvious to me and then they're like meanwhile i can't see my own la 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 you know what i'm hearing you share is a lot of the magic comes in having a witness Having a witness who is skillful enough to be able to see a name and point out things that are occurring that you are not just like, I want to be seen in this, but like just being and sharing what's going on and having a witness that can reflect that, but also can say, based on all of these things and all of my experience and my skill set, I have the skill to see 
through all of that, here's the thing. Here's the piece. Here's the piece that you haven't given yourself permission for because you just couldn't even see that you weren't giving yourself permission for it. That you didn't see was a possible solution, even though it sounds so fucking obvious when I say it out of my mouth. You know, or just that you're in a habitual way of being that is so invisible to you. So it, it is the witness, but it's it's more, it's the diagnostics, it's the, and I don't mean like just like mental health, right? I'm like diagnoses, I just mean being able to understand like what is going on behind the surface and point to it and name it. And that is huge. And then be able to provide the actual practical or you know somatic or whatever the tools and practices are and a container that's going to consistently reinforce that new paradigm that you're moving into does that make sense i think so i knew as soon as i said oh it sounds like having a witness is part of the magic and i immediately knew that it was like oh yeah it's the trauma-informed witness yeah like there's times when I have been purely witnessed by people, just witnessed. And there's times when people are able to, who are my guides and mentors and teachers are able to witness me in what I'm saying and doing, and then see me in a way that other people haven't seen past the things that I'm saying and doing to really like get in there in a way that's going to be like useful, generative, transformative, productive for me, and then have the skills and knowledge and tool set to be able to move me, help me move to the next step in a way that it's not just like this beautiful aha, but that then it integrates and there's sustained change. And what are you finding these days in your work? What what matters to you? What's got you really excited? What's got your attention? How important it is for us as leaders, whatever leadership capacity we're in, it doesn't really matter. Like you're a leader to your friends just by showing up and being yourself, right? So in a leadership capacity in your own life, as a coach, as an entrepreneur, whatever your jam is in your family, how powerful it is when one is in a moment of feeling scared to show up, feeling like I have to be a different way, feeling like I'm not authentic enough is another super common one because I feel like there is a lot more usage of the term authenticity, but people sort of feeling like, oh, what does that mean? I'm sliding into my perfectionism around it. Um, that we get to be a permission slip to our people every time we step into our leadership around an area where we are scared to show up. So, you know, and just how powerful that is. So powerful and then just applying that frame of like how can me standing in this experience be a permission slip for my people i think has been really helpful for people so it's not just about 
making it okay that you are that way, but understanding how actually showing up in that way can be of service to your people, especially for people that are very oriented to like service and caring about other people in their communities. So that's been one that I've been really leaning into and I've seen amazing the impact on people is just, it's really profound. You know, especially in social media, where everything's just like people just have this story that everybody is better and doing it right and has some magical thing that you don't have. So if you show up, like nobody's gonna like you because you don't have that thing. Like it's kind of a mind fuck in a lot of ways. So yeah. I like this idea of a permission slip being a useful conversation topic, a useful context for someone in how they show up in their life. And what I'm hearing in that is you're offering a mindset shift. Like mm -hmm. what, what is it that you would do if you weren't worried about being judged? I'm trying to think about what's on the other side of that statement, the permission slip. What would you do if, like, this is your ticket to what? To do what you want, to say what you feel, to be who you are and not mm -hmm. give any fucks? Mm -hmm. The outcome is like, you actually will serve your people more and you will draw your people to you better and you will have the ripple of all those other people being like, oh shit, somebody like me can do that. Somebody like me can have a million dollar business. Somebody like me can be a spiritual healer in a space that is dominated by white women. Somebody like me can, you know, it, it creates this ripple of like, of representation. It creates a ripple of, um, more humanity, I think, and realness being brought to uh, contexts where I've so many people have reflected to me how hard it is to show up in them because they feel like they don't see themselves and they don't see people going through the real messy humanity piece. So it's it's belonging, it's more business success, it's um, that uh, a lot less wasted energy kind of trying to create this like deal with the dissonance of having this external thing you present and then the internal being radically different and you're always trying to like stretch the pieces together to close the gap which takes a lot of energy and can be actually like mental health wise really harmful and what do you do to generate more flow in your life like if you had some tips for creating more peace and ease and joy in your life. It's such a big question, to be honest. Like there's little tips, but it depends so much on the person. I think that's the biggest thing that I have to say is like really paying attention to what gives you juice, like what gives you energy what gives you vitality you know what you you your unique beautiful beingness of self actually needs because it where it varies so widely 
I was just having a conversation with somebody yesterday, I think. And we were talking about how everybody's always having bubble baths and baths because it's like a thing. And then people sometimes find themselves like following the like surface level, like, oh, is that what I'm supposed to be doing to feel good? I'm going to try that to feel good. But then not really understanding still how to tap into that self knowing of like what actually feels good to me about this. Does this actually work for me? That self-knowledge is like, that's the gold when it comes to being more in flow, being more at ease, at peace. It's really that knowing of self. And if, you know, like just starting out, it's great to just try on a bunch of stuff and be like, okay, experimentation time. I don't fucking know what makes me feel good. I don't know what makes me fucking peaceful. Like maybe meditation stresses me out. Totally true for some of my clients, like sitting and being still, they're like, ah! (laughs) And so experimentation is awesome. And just practicing like paying really close attention and slowing down and noticing what actually, what actually happens. And if people are not very practiced being in touch with themselves, like that is the best place to start because it takes some time for that inner voice to be like this, this, I fucking love this. This was the best ever. You know, sometimes it might just be like beep, like a little air bubble. You can barely hear when it reaches the surface. Like, and um, I want to know what some of your bubbles would say. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, one of my favorites is <sighs> snorkeling. <laughs> That's just like a self-care practice. You know, I live in Hawaii. The ocean here for me is just medicine. And it, for me, going and swimming in the ocean and snorkeling and being with among the fish and just like the underwater air like kingdom um i get a lot of juice from that i feel so much awe and um outdoor and nature experiences are always going to be always going to be on that list for me but then in the day-to-day just like in my space slowing down and creating more space and um flexibility and openness where like i have the same to-do list i have the same half dues but the way that i move through my day is just so much more peaceful and less urgent and just that trust like it's all gonna get done and if it doesn't it'll get done tomorrow it's all gonna get done just having that mindset for me instead of feeling the like, oh my God, I gotta do this next. And then I gotta do this. Did you do this? We gotta do this. Instead of just being like, it'll all get done. I'm gonna just sit down and do nothing for 10 minutes. I'm just gonna appreciate the breeze right now, even though I'm running an eight acre property and have a business and lots of animals. Like that has been really delicious and a big, creates a big shift in my ease even when I have a lot on my plate, like it's, yeah. And music, just music, beautiful, magical music. 
you forget sometimes how much little things can move the needle, you know, I definitely do too. Anything else that you want to talk about that I didn't bring up? Well, I mean, yes, being in empowerment and working on empowerment to me is like, it is that looking at what's underneath the surface, recognizing where we're giving our power away instead of owning our choices, our agency, our complicity, you know, all of these different pieces and and understanding all of that within a complex context, you know, within the context of trauma, within the context of ongoing colonialism and oppression and racism within the context of, you know, the LGBT, like the queer community and how much oppression there is on so many different people in the world, but also understanding it from like a global context as well, not just this very like tiny little lens. So yeah, I think my medicine is really empowerment and um, stepping up into our power and not letting our old stories or family stories or cultural stories and frames and boxes be like the thing that we're always crying. Oh, this is why. This is why I couldn't be who I wanted to be and do what I wanted to do. Like, yeah, some of us, some of you are going to have like more shit stacked against certain goals. And um, I don't want that to be the end of the desires and the knowing and the going out and doing it anyway. Okay, this is the last thing I'm going to say, because I've talked about very serious, deep, heavy stuff. Two things. One, fucking humor is so important, like humor and play and just bringing that lightness and that energy is so crucial. I mean, like, just first of all, to enjoy the human experience, but also to be to effectively transform to sustainably transform. And we don't actually need to be so fucking ethical and moral. Like, I think it is important. I'm, you know, social work is like all about ethics. So I'm like steeped in ethics, <laughs> you know, and morality and all this kind of stuff. But that there's times where I start to see it really, really cock block people for lack of a better word. <laughs> like, we just get so steeped in that. It's like, we can't remember okay, now I want you to imagine that instead of like being in this agony over something or having being on a high horse and judging somebody, you just had like a whole community of drag queens around you being like, fuck yeah, like let's get sassy. We're gonna get bold. We're gonna get beautiful. We're gonna do shit that's outside convention and we're not gonna, like we're gonna give a shit, but also like, don't we don't need to take ourselves so seriously that like we're above re reproach and i i work with a lot of very value driven people and that's one that i often like i didn't talk about it here but i often am trying to remind them like also 
it's not the fucking end of the world if like actually you have some really shallow desires and maybe you don't have to be a good person all the fucking time like it's okay you know <laughs> like just give yourself a break you're a human we have a lot of conditioning like you're not gonna get it all done in one lifetime it's totally okay it just becomes another way that we're hard on ourselves and um ends up getting in the way of the real work, like our medicine being delivered to the world, basically, right? Instead, we're down this rabbit hole, like, I have to change everything I desire to be something that's in line completely with like my most ethical and moral values. And like, that is a beautiful journey and a beautiful decolonizing journey and escaping from capitalism and all the value systems that we could talk about there. But also, um, like we only have so much time and energy, you know? And watching people fight their own natures so consistently and extensively that like they can't even show up in the world and enjoy their life, enjoy their people and bring their medicine. Like it's just fucking heartbreaking. I That's my last piece that I would say, yeah. And what would your cat say? Cause I can hear them in the background. My cat would say, <laughs> let me out. I've been dying here for the past 30 seconds. My cat Houdini loves to make a fuss. She's a sweetie. We've got a lot of animals, as you know. To Houdini. To Houdini, quite the little trauma survivor herself who managed to not just get flown across the us from the side of an atlanta freeway all the way to california but then made her way to fucking hawaii if that doesn't show you what like is possible man it's possible a lot of shit's possible that kitten was literally found on the side of a freeway in atlanta and she now lives on eight acres in hawaii so if the cat can do it i mean just saying <laughs> There's just no better way to end this little episode <laughs> than on that note. If Houdini can do it, you can do it. There's the challenge, folks. Be like Houdini, a cat whose life transformed, as sure as each of our lives can be transformed. As long as we are willing to dream it into existence. Another posse member who knows a thing or two about dreaming desires into reality is Odessa Christiana. She is the empowerment queen and someone who was very transparent in her first episode about the life she left behind to envision something better for herself. Next week, she'll share more about the impact she's having on others. Until then, keep mining and shining the gold within. <laughs>